0: This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us again here on Pop Culture Confidential. Wow, the news, controversies, firings, and implosions are coming fast and furious. News and revelations that have rocked the pop culture landscape, fans, and the industry alike. I'm so pleased to have writer Megan McLaughlin with me this week to talk about some of these stories. From the voices raised against Joss Whedon, creator of Buffy, a show that in so many ways defined feminist storytelling. He's accused of creating a toxic and cruel work environment by some of his shows and films' biggest stars. And Lucasfilms has fired Mandalorian star Gina Carano, citing that her social media posts denigrating people based on their culture and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable, while she cries cancel culture. We talked about Army Hammer and Shia LaBeouf and the impact of the documentary Framing Britney Spears and how media treats women now and then. Megan is the co-editor of Awards Daily TV, and her work has appeared in BuzzFeed, The Cut, The Washington Post, and more. Megan, thank you so much for being here. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. I wanted to start here because as for so many Buffy fans, it was a kind of a defining work for me, my younger self, even in terms of my career covering pop culture. So the accusations against Joss Whedon were very disappointing to say the least. But for anyone who for some reason may not know, tell us a little bit about who is Joss Whedon and why do so many people feel so strongly about Buffy in particular?
1: So Joss Whedon is a—he's a screenwriter. He's a director. He, you know, he directed an Avengers movie. He's been around for a long time, and I think everybody kind of is intertwined because of his cre- him being the creator of, of Buffy too. And he—he he became intertwined with feminist icon, I think. And so people assume that he is, you know, supportive of women. And even like, you know, thinking about his his role in, you know, introducing an LGBTQ character in Allison Hannigan's Willow, you know, you think you want to think that he'd be more inclusive and, and you know, helping women. And, and so hearing these allegations and... What are
0: the allegations?
1: So last summer, Ray Fisher filed complaint of misconduct against him for, like, being unprofessional on set. And then there have been some rumblings before, even, like, his wife had written an op-ed in nineteen in, um, in 2017 about um, how of his infidelities and how he, you know, claims to be this feminist person and he's really not. And then now Charisma Carpenter has come out. And I think this one is... Is uh, this one has had a lot of impact because she left when she left Angel? I think it left some people wondering why she left Angel um, all those years ago, and now it kind of shows why is because of the treatment by by Joss Whedon.
0: And basically, what's been said is that he has been made women cry in script meetings. He's He was really bad to her when she was pregnant, made fun. I mean, that it really felt like a terrible situation on set is the, basically what they're saying. And many more have come forward, including Sarah Michelle Geller, who also had... A somewhat different response, but she still stood behind those, you know, saying this. Yeah,
1: I saw that other people, like, uh, was I think Michelle Trachtenberg came forward, um, and said, I know a lot of people said, you know, that this is common. And even like, I read that Gal Godot League, the uh, Justice League, that she, that he wanted to put a, a love scene or a sex scene in it, and she was like, no. And,
0: and they kind of fought over that. So it's, it's very, it's upsetting. It's all upsetting. Someone made the point of saying that Joss has been hiding behind a feminist alibi for years because, I mean, even either way, he did create some incredibly kick-ass female characters who apparently have lived with us for years and years and years. But the fact that he, you know, would just be hiding behind this some just feels terrible. It's a big letdown. Yeah, I'm, I keep thinking about all of the the shows that he's, you know,
1: even Dollhouse, I was thinking about Dollhouse with Elijah Dishku. And, um, you know, it's, it is, does seem to, it's disturbing. It's, and it kind of, you know, it th- makes me think about Promising Young Woman and how these nice guys who pretend to care and they don't really care. And, and that, I feel like Joss Whedon kind of falls into that care- category.
0: Um, In terms of, I mean, this is a pretty important piece of IP, Buffy and all the things he's made, the huge comic book films and stuff. He's attached to a few projects still. Do you think that he'll be able to keep working? That's a good question. Because, you know, I always say that if
1: you're a white guy, you can rise up like a phoenix from the ashes. But I feel like things are changing and that it's harder for people you know, that people have to be accountable for their actions and they can't just come back and just disappear for a while and come back. So I'm kind of wondering whether there will be repercussions. I know he was he was like taken off the Nevers, HBO's The Nevers. Like, I just keep thinking, why do these some of these people who face this scrutiny or like, you know, donate money to a cause, toward, like do training, do like, I don't know, do something instead of just apologizing in, an, in a notes app and, you know, and, and then thinking that that will
0: do it, but. Just sort of amateur psychology wise, it's because I suppose they don't think they've done anything wrong. Right, exactly. But speaking of someone else who was fired this week, Gina Carano, who has a big role in The Mandalorian, a fan favorite, um, has, there's been rumblings about her before. She said some stuff on Twitter, considered transphobic, racist. She was finally fired. Tell me about this story and the impact. Yeah, she,
1: she was fired from Disney. I read that that Disney kind of wanted to work with her a bit to like, hey, can you tone it down? And she didn't. And so then that's why they they fired her. But I also know that, that Ben Shapiro has offered to, uh, he's a conservative pundit, I guess you would say, has been kind of um, affected by her story and has offered to put her in a role in his uh, having something to do with, him and his production company and the daily wire
0: he's some sort of movie mogul now who who go feed I know his. yeah it's <laughs> like okay because this particular firing it was considered sort of by a conservative fans a cancellation that she's not free speech is in danger here right right yeah but I don't see it as a a cancellation,
1: because I just keep thinking of it as like, if your bosses tell you, hey, do something differently, and you don't do it, and then you get fired. I mean, I, I keep putting it in, into perspective of what your workplace environment. And for a lot of people, if they don't, if they don't listen to their bosses, they get let go. And um but yeah, I, I know people think that it's cancel culture because she's not allowed to say things So it's like, but she's not allowed to say anti-Semitic things and,
0: and transphobic things. Do you have a sense of how the star Wars fans have taken to this? I think that star Wars fans are
1: very resilient and they just want their star Wars. I just don't think there will be, I think they're just, okay. Like, well, I've seen a lot of people say, well, Lucy Lawless put, I think they said, call her up and have her, You know, everybody it's already like, okay, that would be great. Yeah. They're like, who are we, who are we replacing her? You know, how are we, they're already ready for something new. It seems like I think it's the Star Wars IP is so big that it doesn't even matter. Like, like really, which is kind of funny.
0: You were mentioning this before that we've come to a point where the firings seem to be quicker, where big companies like Disney um, are taking a stand quickly. It just seems, in terms of Army Hammer, Shia LaBeouf, uh, two other ones that have recently been cut off from their agents. Do you have this impression too, and why do you think it's like that?
1: Yeah, totally. And I think it's because they just want to diffuse the situation as quickly as possible. So. You know one person to tell it accountable, so then Disney, if they waited on this even longer then then they would start to be seen as a quote unquote villain or so you know, I think by taking action, I mean even it's not even that swift of an action because she said things before and it's not like they they gave her a chance, but um I think it's to kind of just say to save themselves too and um, not that it's a selfish thing. I'm sure that they, I'm hoping that people are, you know, recognize transphobia and, and, and anti Semitism. But um, I think it's also just to be like, we don't want to be held accountable for her actions anymore
0: either. But in the case of, of Army Hammer and Shia LaBeouf, do you think that they'll be able to continue their career? I, What's your impression? Sure. So Shia LaBeouf has been accused
1: of, I think, physical abuse and Army Hammer has been accused
0: of being a cannibal
1: (laughs) being a cannibal yeah I'm like I'm like I'm not even sure uh there are a lot of things I mean I when that first came out with Army Hammer I'm like oh he'll be back he's it's he's a rich white guy he'll be back but I I'm starting a very rich white guy very rich white guy but I'm starting to think that he I mean I don't know he got dropped
0: by his was it his publicist that dropped him last week and and his agency dropped him. And the movie he was supposed to be in the big one about the Godfather that they dropped him too.
1: Yeah. Like he's had two. And then another that Jennifer Lopez movie, he left, which I think he was probably forced out of, but I I'm just not sure at this point, like even I was talking with friends about, you know, there was supposed to be a call me by your name sequel. Like, will that ever happen? Like, because he's so tainted right now. And I'm really not sure. I mean, again, in this case, I feel like if guys, if these guys just like recognize what they did and and said, I'm wanting to work on this, I want to make a donation to women's groups or something or uh, show some proactivity in it. I mean, that would help. I
0: think sometimes just hiding is, is not good. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I mean, Shia LaBeouf has some pretty awful accusations that I hope that they get to the root of physical abuse and things like that. Army Hammer, I'm not sure exactly. They're more sort of kinky accusations. Right. Of sort, I, but he. I've seen some. I've been following some like the, of the women who
1: have made accusations against him, and I think they're saying it's like emotional abuse too. I'm not exactly. They said there's supposed to be a big story that's supposed to drop about him, but it hasn't dropped yet. And I've been wondering what that story is. But uh, uh, I mean, there's also the rumor that you know, there's that you know, the fact that he the, he might be a cannibal. People are wondering if there's a dead body involved. You know, so it's you know, who knows? It's just it's such a strange story and. Yeah, I don't know how you come back from that,
0: but, but, you know, people have, have all Hollywood loves a comeback story. They really do. Well, let's see how that story develops. But turning to the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears, it really had a huge impact one of the things it really showed a light on is the media's treatment of Britney, the continuous invasive questions she was asked from a very early age and the cruelty against her seemed nonstop yeah um you know growing up with that i
1: i forgot so much while watching it i was like oh i mean i do remember them always being obsessed with her breasts which um you know but i think that our culture at that point was, I mean, this was before the Kardashians when butts were everything, but like boobs were the thing everybody was obsessed with, I feel like in the nineties, but um, it was just disgusting to to think about Diane Sawyer asking her the questions that she asked her and people being so upfront about like, everybody wants to talk about your breasts and are you a virgin? And it's just terrible things. Like it was a reminder of how far we've come, but
0: also a reminder of how that wasn't that long ago. Seeing it in context like that, it was very strong. But I didn't think they went dove that much into the legal aspects of the conservatorship. And I'm wondering why they didn't do that. I know. I, I One of the
1: critiques I have for that documentary, which they only did, I mean, they only have like an hour and 15 minute installments, I think, in each series, but... I wish they would have gone a little more in depth um, and, and even talked to more people around her. Um, but I think the conservatorship, they kind of said that it's put it usually put into place for people who are older and who are unable to take care of themselves. I, I, the way of my understanding is it's almost like a power of attorney, it seems like. Right. And so her father, Jamie Spears, is the one who's kind of in charge of everything, but he's also in charge of all her money, which is not good. He seems
0: to be taking advantage, according to the documentary. He seems to not have been in the picture for a long time, but it would have been interesting to know why it's in place still. I speculate that it was put in place for a reason. I think that
1: Brittany, I mean, I've seen her Instagram posts and I, I hurt for her in her Instagram posts. I Something is different than... That was the other thing about the documentary is seeing her as a young woman in interviews and seeming more lucid and um, you know, having a, a more personality. And then now she just seems so wounded and, and her voice cracks on Instagram when she talks. It's just, it's hard to listen to her. Uh, it's just, I just heard for her. You know, it was that was something I took away too. That maybe the conservatorship is put in place for a reason that we don't know about. But but Jamie Spears shouldn't be
0: taking advantage of it. Then she's asked for other people to do it too. Right? She wants like the bank to do to be. Speaking about apologies, what do you make of Justin Timberlake and the other apologies that have come after this? Again, I think that I just don't understand why people, these guys think that just saying,
1: I mean, I'm glad that he acknowledged it. I'm glad that, you know, it took 20 years. Actions speak louder than words. And I, I just wonder why people aren't, none of these guys are like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I mean, well, I think it's because you were on to something. They're not really that sorry. I also think that he is a product of a toxic culture, too, though, because, you know, in the documentary, he's asked, did you take her virginity? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I think that that's also, you know, putting men up to standards of being this stud. I, I think he's a victim in some ways, too. And I, I think that, you know, I, I think that I hate to say that. I'm not a huge not a Justin Timberlake fan,
0: but uh, I, I hate to say that. But I think that he's a, a victim, too having a culture where the one one party is supposed to say no i haven't lost my virginity when she gets the question yes. he's supposed to say yeah yeah i took her virgin i mean just that dichotomy you can sort of tell that our culture is not feeling great <laughs> right but and i never understood why janet jackson had to had her whole career upended and she had to apologize for everything that happened with him at the super bowl him Whatever he did. Pulled off her pasty. But he pulled off her pasty. Yeah. Yeah. Like how was, how was it not,
1: first of all, it's such a stupid thing to have to apologize for since yeah, it, it's, she didn't need to do it, but like, it should have been the two of them. If you're going to have like, if you're going to force people to apologize, then it yeah. should be two people, not the one who pulled the
0: pasty off and, and the one who had the pasty. I mean, I, mean, no, I don't think anybody should have apologized. It's just ridiculous, the whole thing. But any thoughts on how this will play out for Brittany? I mean, it's had an enormous impact. Do you think that this will make a difference for her? I think this documentary helps bring more into light. I am not
1: sure where she goes from here. I'm not sure what happens. I know that they did have a recent ruling in the case, um, but not much has changed, really. At the very least, I hope that she gets what she wants, that the, that the banks, the, the bank will take over the conservatorship. I'm, I'm worried more for the fans too, because I think they've gotten so invested in this and they want her to be completely free, but I'm not sure if that's really the, what needs to happen. Um, especially for Britney. I just, you know, she's somebody you you're rooting for having you know grown up with her i feel like you know i mean you know just watching her grow up and now seeing this documentary you just you want her to you want her to be happy
0: yeah, and you, uh, to her to make the decision as to how much fame is pushed on her, it feels like everyone's pushing fame on her again. And I mean, there's all this pressure. Yeah, it's just like, we're doing it again. It feels like we need that, leave Britney alone again. Yes, we need Chris Crocker <laughs> to come back with yeah. a new video. <laughs> but finally, it's taken, are we talking 30 years since Buffy and Angel? How old am I now? <laughs> um, Buffy, years. I think Buffy started in like the late 90s. So it's like been 20. 20-some years, I yeah, think. Yeah, 20-some years, a long time. And now this analysis of the media saw Britney Spears and, and what was done to her also took 20 years. But do you think this is positive in some sense, that there will be a change, that it will be quicker than this? Yeah, I think there have been positive changes. Even I know you had mentioned to me, uh, have women, the way we
1: look at women in interviews, have um, has that gotten better? And I, I do think that there have been changes Um, Even the fact that, you know, the the Letterman interview with Lindsay Lohan went viral on Twitter to reshare it to show how he talked to her and the fact that it was so jarring to listen to it. I think that's a positive thing that we've, that we're recognizing it. But I was thinking about how, like how it has changed the way people or women are interviewed, but. You know, there's still those tendencies to be inappropriate. But when it comes to like Letterman, I think we've come a long way. I think that maybe Jimmy Fallon is still being criticized for, you know, touching Donald Trump's hair and stuff. But he wasn't criticized necessarily for asking Lindsay Lohan if if what her addictions were or anything.
0: Well, there still are mostly middle aged guys behind those talk show guests. But the conversation is evolving, though, right? Right. Yeah. We just need more women. Exactly. We always need more women. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Megan McLaughlin. You can follow her on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. And thank you so much for joining us. Follow Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts and get in touch with me. I'm on Twitter at Christina Birro. See you next time.
1: Coming up on Five Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.